Welcome back to the energetics of everything, your favorite place to learn about all things wealth, health, and personal development from an energetic perspective. If you are someone who is in pursuit of both being the best version of yourself and creating a wildly impactful life, then this is the place for you. Throughout this podcast, you will learn how to use my hindsight as your foresight as you identify your purpose, optimize your behavior patterns, and create a ripple effect of positive change that your soul knows you're capable of. My name is Eden Carpenter, and I am so excited to be a part of your personal growth today. Let's dive in. Hi everyone. Welcome back to the energetics of everything. I have a list of questions that you guys have asked me over on my Instagram page that I'm going to be going through and offering my opinions, my advice, my thoughts, all of the things. So this is going to be a really random episode. You're going to get to hear a lot of different topics. There were so many fun questions and I chose a couple of the ones that I really appreciate and were really exciting for me. So of course I was using my intuition to make the decision. And these are the ones that were giving me a sacral yes, but also there are a couple of ones that are just really commonly asked questions. I'd love to have my answers and my interpretations out there on the internet and available for you guys so that I have a reference and don't have to continue to answer these questions in courses and DMs. I'm sure they'll pop up, which is fine, but we're going to just explain it here as well. We're just going to dive into this today. So the first question is a really, really common question, especially if you're brand new to human design. And that is, you want to know your human design, but you don't know your specific birth time. It's really common in this world to be told that you need your exact birth time because there's a lot of things that change very, very quickly. So the birth time, what we're looking at is the planets move similar to hands on a clock through the different astrological signs, through the different gates, and that's how definition is created in the body graph. That specific time is really important because something could change between, let's say, 11.15 and 11.20. Maybe you have a whole bunch of gates that are on a cusp. A lot of them are you know, in line sixes. And then within that five minutes, you have four different planetary placements that move and define other gates really quickly. Could be something like that. But it also could be that nothing in the body graph really changes for a couple of hours. The primary thing that you want to look at, the planet that moves the quickest is going to be the moon. What I usually do if I don't know somebody's birth time is I will run a whole bunch of charts for their birthday. I'll start at midnight. I'll go through the AMs. I'll go all the way to PM. I usually start with three. I'll start with 12.05 a.m. and then I'll do noon and then I'll do 11.55 p.m. just to see what changes throughout the entire day. And based on that, I'll usually see that the moon moves once or twice and then maybe a couple of other things will move on that day. Based off of that, I'm going to look at what's consistent because everything that's consistent, I know I can work with. Maybe if it's not your very specific birth time, there's still a lot of things that you can work with on a Gates level, on a planetary level, through your gene keys, a lot of those are probably going to be similar. And so you're probably going to get at least some data that you can work with. If you want more specific information, or let's say there's a really big change, a lot of times I'll see somebody go from like a reflector for five minutes 
to let's say they all of a sudden are Manny Gen or something like that. There's big changes. Your aura type can change. Your authority can change. Different centers can be defined. With that, if I'm working with a client, I'll just start working through their experiences and I'll let them know that this is a variable thing, but we can still work with their experiences because the aligned energy is still the aligned energy. Let's say their splenic center is defined during part of their birthday and it's undefined for another part of their birthday. We're going to look at the specific gate that changes that, of course, like what gate changes that's defining or undefining that particular center. That's going to be a gate that we're going to work with and play with, but we're going to work on trusting that and we're going to work on surrendering to that and allowing it to show up in different ways because that's ultimately what working with your chart is, is looking at a pattern and figuring out how you operate within that pattern. Sometimes that's leaving room for variability. Sometimes that is being open to being flexible. Sometimes that is getting a little bit more control in a certain area or being a little bit more assertive and affirming, whatever it is, you have access. We all have access to everything in the chart. If there are a couple of things that are questionable or you're not quite sure of, you can work with it. You can play with it and you can allow your intuition to guide you instead of the specific things that you're seeing on a chart, because the whole point of human design, and I will come back to this as my cornerstone over and over and over again, but the whole point of human design is to learn more about yourself. It's to trust yourself on a deeper level. It's about intuitive decision-making and awareness, self-awareness, but also awareness of other people. And that doesn't come from following a set of rules. It's not a box that says, this is who you are. Every step of the way, you're supposed to challenge it. You're supposed to redefine yourself. You're supposed to say, okay, you say that I'm this. You say that I operate like this. Do I resonate with that? Does that feel good in my body? Does that not resonate for some reason? Why doesn't it resonate? It's getting curious to create your own definitions. Regardless of what your chart says, or if you know your specific birth time or not, you can still use the system to come to your own conclusions. And so that's my rant. (laughs) That's my tangent on that. And then I'll kind of jump back into the variables will change really quickly. If you don't know your birth time, if you're very far off, like you have no idea if you were born in the morning or the evening, the variables might be information that is difficult to nail down for you, but you can work with your body graph. You can work with other areas of your chart. I really trust that the information that we need is always available to us. Run with that, right? Trust that maybe if you're not meant to know exactly what your variables are, you can trust that that's something that is happening for you, not to you. I've also used a pendulum. I will also kind of tune in and intuit what somebody's birth time is. I believe that I heard Richard Rudd talk about this as well, but he believes that all of the information is available to us through intuition. And whether you believe in the Akashic Records or collective unconscious, I believe that information about people and birth times and very specific things are things that we can get from the world. We can get that inspiration. We can find that piece of information through the collective consciousness. I like to play with that. And I've definitely used a pendulum to try and get somebody's birth time. I've done this a handful of times and I've tried it with people where they know their birth time and I've been able to get it accurately. And so I've just played with that. The pendulum asks yes, no questions. I approach it like it's a sacral authority. I ask it yes, no question. So I'll ask, was it born before noon? If it's a yes, I know I'm working with an AM chart. If it's a no, I know I'm working with an afternoon chart. Awesome. I've narrowed it down by half. And then I'll start with six. 
it's before, I'll say, okay, it was before or after 6 a.m. You've cut it in half again, and then you've narrowed it down to a six-hour window, and then you narrow it down to three. And then I can kind of do from three, I go to hour, and then I'll go, was it before or after, let's say, 11 a.m. or 11.30? And you can narrow it down to the minute. Sometimes I'll work through this process, and I'll figure out a specific answer, and sometimes I'll be working, and then a specific number, specific time will just pop into my head. Then I'll run with that and say, okay, is it yes? No. Is it this particular time? Is it 10:52? If it says yes, it's a yes. And I'll sit with that in my body and I will run that chart. And then I'll look at what changes, what are the possibilities that I'm wrong? Essentially I'll look into the unknown. I'll work with the client to figure out what they feel about that, what their truth is, what they feel about the things that change, what conditioning pops up for them. When I say like, maybe you have a defined ego, maybe you don't have a defined ego. How do you feel about that? How do you identify what resonates with you? And then we can work with that. We can play with it and we can play with what ifs. What if you have a defined ego? What if you have an undefined ego? What would you do differently in this moment if it were defined or undefined? And that's a great way to tell yourself or to ask yourself or to really like show yourself why you would let a label change your actions. In moments where maybe you would act a little bit differently if you had a defined ego, why are you limiting yourself to that action not being available to you? That action is available to you. If you could imagine it, you can take that action. <laughs> it's available to you in that moment. So give yourself some power, empower yourself a little bit. Remember that we all have access to everything in the chart. And if you don't know your birth time, you can play with the chart still. There's lots of things that you can learn about yourself and there's lots of experimentation that's available to you. That was way longer than I intended to spend on the first question, but I had fun. So I feel like I answered it thoroughly. And now we can move on to the next question. Let's see which one is sparking me the most right now. The one that's sparking me the most is laziness or a sacral no. This is a really fun question because I think generator energy is really associated with like generators are here to work. I believe that, but I genuinely believe that it's more of like generators are here to pour life force energy into things. It's not necessarily that generators are here to be the backbone of society. Well, they are the backbone in society because they're in their flow, because they're pouring life force energy into things. We shouldn't put that expectation on them. And I think that the language around that has potential to change. So changing the language around that when I'm tuning into my body and I'm tuning into like, am I procrastinating? Am I just feeling lazy? First of all, laziness is a societal term. It's pretty related to capitalism with we've been told ourselves that our value is related to how much we work. And so we feel less valuable if we are not working. A lot of people are not able to allow themselves to relax without feeling like they are being lazy or without shaming themselves. And that shameful behavior actually blocks your body from receiving what it needs to receive in that moment. So if you're resting, if your body is telling you to rest, you should let yourself rest and you should let yourself really enjoy it. If you actually let yourself enjoy it, it's the same thing with food. If you have a food that you feel like I shouldn't be craving that it's bad for me. If you're shaming yourself, even if you eat it, you think that, oh, I would just eat this thing all the time. If I let myself, I have to get control of myself. You probably wouldn't eat it all the time if you allowed yourself to actually enjoy it when you were eating it. Your body is craving that enjoyment. It's a craving that dopamine and you're not able to get that 
if you're saying that it's a bad thing for you. The same thing goes with rest. If you're telling yourself that taking some time to watch a good TV show or to get lost in a book for a couple of hours or to go on a really long walk or taking the day off from work, let's say staying home, whatever it is, if you're telling yourself that it's laziness, you're not going to be able to actually receive the rest that's available to you in that moment. So make sure that if your body is telling you to rest, give yourself the opportunity to really rest. So now is it a sacral no, or is it laziness? How I approach sacral no versus laziness is I look at how will I feel if it's done? Maybe in the moment, I don't really feel like writing this email or creating this post or recording this podcast or whatever it is. But if I just sat down and did it right now, would I feel really satisfied and accomplished and lit up by having it done? I think about the energy of accomplishment instead of the energy of getting myself to start. Because if you're saying I have to get myself to start, you're talking yourself into it and you're wasting time convincing yourself to do something. So think about getting it done. Does the energy of having it done, and this will kind of speed things up, does the energy and the frequency and the feeling of having it done feel good? Or does it feel really far away and like you would probably have to push yourself through at this moment? I believe that sometimes we have to push ourselves through and that might be my defined ego. Maybe that's my excuse for why I believe this, whatever, wherever it's coming from. I believe that we are supposed to challenge ourselves. Not everything is supposed to be easy because how do we grow? If everything is effortless, we're not going to grow. We're not going to gain confidence in our abilities to do difficult things. I like doing difficult things. I like a challenge. So I look at, am I excited about meeting this challenge? Am I excited about showing up in this moment, even though I'm not super excited about it to get started? Am I excited about being the version of me who's got the tenacity and got the drive to get this done, even though she's not really feeling it in this moment? So I'll play with different questions. I'll kind of just tune into what does it look like to have it done? Do I feel good having it done? And if my body is still like, uh, <laughs> I don't have the energy. If that doesn't energize me, if the thinking about having it done doesn't energize me, then it's a no. And I let my body say no. And then I fully let myself relax. I will let myself really get lost in whatever it is that I'm doing and milk it. I'll try and make it a whole moment. I've been feeling called to spend a lot of time reading lately. I have been on my couch or in my bed reading a lot lately because that's where my sacral excitement is. When I'm reading, I'll set the whole mood. I'll make sure that the room is tidy. I will light a candle. I might burn some Palo Santo or some incense. I will get myself a drink. I'll make some tea or something. I will put on comfy clothing. I'll make sure that I'm in a really amazing position. I'll make it a whole moment so that I can really enjoy the sacredness of that relaxing moment and that relaxing experience. If I'm putting intention into it, like that is me putting energy into something. That's me fueling my sacral energy. Because if my sacral energy is not into putting effort out, it means that it needs to receive. If I need to receive, if I need to rest, if I need to replenish, I'm going to do that with all of my energy. I'm going to pour energy into recharging and I'm going to recharge better if I can 
look up and I can hear the crackling of the candle or I can smell the amazing scents or I can feel the warmth of the blanket or I have a sip of my tea. That's a much more satisfying and delicious and fulfilling experience that's going to leave me energized when I'm done. Whatever it is, whatever you decide, if you decide to do the thing or if you decide to rest, give it your all. So it doesn't matter if it's a sacral yes or if it's laziness, we can remove the term laziness and we can replace it with, am I being restful or am I being productive? Am I inputting? Am I outputting? Do I need to recharge? Do I have energy to put out into the world? Just kind of look at it like that. And if you need to recharge, you need to recharge. And that's something that you can pour your whole heart into and really let yourself recharge. Just soak up the deliciousness of that moment and the peace that you've created and the environment that you get to be in, the activity that you get to do, the fact that you have the choice of either doing the thing or not doing the thing and you get to prioritize resting and recharging. And you get to tell yourself that because you're recharging, because you're pouring energy into yourself right now, you're gonna show up tomorrow. You're gonna show up when that project is ready to be done And you're going to be energized about it and it's going to be easy and it's going to flow because in this moment you're giving yourself what you need. So regardless of what you decide, give yourself what you need and really use that affirming language of I'm giving myself what I need right now. I'm recharging. I'm fueling myself. I'm energizing myself. And whatever I'm doing right now is ultimately going to lead to better on the other side. If you need to be productive right now, it's because you have energy that needs to be released And if you release that energy, you will rest better. If you need to recharge, you recharge so that when it is time to pour energy out again, you have that energy available to you. It's energetic maintenance. It has nothing to do with laziness or anything like that, like procrastination. It's energetic maintenance. Are you actually allowing your energy to flow the way that it's telling you it needs to flow? Or are you blocking it because you have a story around what you're supposed to do, how you're supposed to show up, how you're supposed to be working, how you're supposed to be productive, when it's appropriate to rest and when it's not appropriate to rest. Let go of all of that conditioning, let go of all of those thoughts, because if your body is telling you to do something, you get to do that thing and you get to appreciate the fact that you're being guided. You get to appreciate the wisdom in your body. You get to appreciate your awareness of what your body is telling you to do. And then you also get to take the action to fulfill that need for yourself. And that gets to be a deliciously satisfying experience versus, oh no, I'm being lazy and I should be doing something else. So make it a delicious experience regardless of what you decide to do. The next question is about conscious versus unconscious designs or design versus personality versus a quantum chart. So your quantum chart is your entire human design chart your body chart or your design or your unconscious, there's three names for it. That's going to be everything defined in red. Everything that's defined in black is known as your mind, your personality, or your conscious. Again, it has three beautiful names to work with. So essentially the conscious design is where the planets were the moment that you were born. And then based off of a very sacred calculation, we go 88 degrees back on the rave mandala to calculate your design day, which is going to represent your unconscious. It's a very balancing energy. It's a really cool and quite technical calculation, but that's where we're getting this information. Your unconscious is your body. So how I think about it is I think about conscious versus unconscious 
things that go on inside of your body. If you think about things like muscle movement, you think about breathing, you think about things that are both. Muscles move both consciously and unconsciously. You can consciously flex a body part, you can consciously flex your arm, but that body part will also unconsciously flex when you're not thinking about it. Your body will move. Like I talk with my hands a lot. So my body is moving and my muscles are contracting, even though I'm not consciously connecting to that muscle and making that movement happen. The same thing happens with your breathing. Your breathing is something that happens unconsciously. That's something that your body takes care of that you don't really have to change. You don't really have to do anything for it. It's just something that happens in your body. You breathe when you're asleep. You breathe when you are unconscious. You breathe when you are angry. You breathe when you're sad. You breathe when you're happy. You're breathing all of the time, whether you're thinking about it or not. You can consciously come in and change that breath and work with that breath. So that's kind of how I look at conscious versus unconscious. When I think about physiologically, your unconscious body and your nervous system is responding to 99.99999 something percent of the information and the stimuli that you are getting. Relating this to co-creation, to manifestation, to taking action, I believe that the conscious mind, which is only responsible for a very tiny amount of the decisions that are made every day, how I work with both of these is I see my conscious mind as the part of the decision-making process. It's the visionary. It's the part of me that sees things, that thinks about things, that is aware of what's happening. That's where my awareness is. And then in my unconscious, that's my body. That is everything that's happening on my behalf that I don't really have to focus on. It's the vehicle. It's my human. So I really separate this as like my soul, as my conscious design or everything that's designed in black. And then everything that's red is my human or my body. I trust that when I consciously decide that there's something that's really exciting me or I want to do something specific, I trust that my body is going to get me there. Looking at the two different designs, consciously, I'm a sacral Manny Jet. I only have the 3420 defined consciously. So my soul is a pure manifesting generator with everything else undefined, fully open emotional center, undefined ego, everything is pretty open, okay? And then my body is a triple split emotional projector. It has the root center connected to the spleen. It has the Ajna center connected to the throat. And then it has the ego center connected to the emotional centers, this triple split emotional projector underneath. How I think about it is my brain is a mani gen. My brain, my conscious energy responds to things. It jumps around. It is consciously looking to empower people to create things. It wants to get lost in the process. It wants to get lost in the flow. It wants to respond to new things. It wants to change. It wants to mutate all of that. It's really excited to just go out and do all of the things in the world. And it's a six line. So it wants to be a role model. It wants to be seen. Then under the surface, I have this two line so I'm a 6-2 profile, so that profile will also show you some information about your conscious and unconscious designs. But my two line is this emotional projector that's a triple split. And so I have this inner projector that wants recognition, especially with a two line profile. It wants recognition. It wants privacy. It wants time. It wants to be able to rest. It wants to be able to rejuvenate. It wants to have the freedom to create at any point and unconsciously, it doesn't fully trust that sacral energy. It's like, ah, I don't know if I can really rely on you because you 
require conscious attention and that conscious attention can get overloaded, right? Because conscious attention is only responsible for responding to that 0.0001% of the stimuli that you're getting. So kind of to wrap this up and kind of get back on track. So I feel like I'm a little bit all over the place, but I think another good analogy that we can work with here is if your conscious mind is the passenger, then your body is the vehicle. If your conscious mind is, let's say a photographer, it's supposed to take a very specific picture. It can imagine the picture. You can see the picture. You can play with the picture. You can think about the very specific thing that you're here to do. But in order for your soul to really shine through and to really hold and show and share the big magic that is your life's work and your big purpose, your body has to also be aligned. So in order for the passenger to take that picture and to create the thing that it's really wanting to create, the body has to be in the right location. You can't take a picture of the beach if you're stuck in the mountains, right? (laughs) So your body has to be in alignment in order for your mind to actually share its wisdom and share its resources and share its awareness with other people and access it really highly for yourself in a aligned way. So I prioritize my unconscious design. I prioritize my projector body. I've recently shifted from, I used to lift weights. I used to be like super, super, super active and I'm still very active, but it's much less. So I'm spending 20, 30 minutes working out instead of like two to three hours. I'm spending more time resting and giving myself more downtime. And there's many factors in my chart for this, but I'm really showing that my body needs a very restful life in order for my mind to be the many gen conscious ideas, responding, creating being that it is. That's what shows up in my business. That's the six line. That's the role model. That's the energy that I get to channel for all of you guys is this conscious role model manifesting generator. And in order to do that in other areas of my business, I have to make sure that my projector body is taken care of. That means I have to rest a lot. I have to have a lot of downtime. I have to do different things that are rejuvenating to me. I have to work with my energy levels instead of anticipating the same energy every single day. I'm gentle with my body. I take care of it. I'm working on improving my health drastically over the next couple of months. It's a priority for me right now. All of these things are because my body has to be in the right place in order to channel the big ideas that I have. So look at your whole design, like together, I'm an emotional manifesting generator. And I really work with that overall design here. But I also see that the conscious Manny Jan in me, the one that's like, oh, cool idea here. I could do this. I could do that. Let's build it like this. Let's structure it like that. That's jumping into things that brings the excitement, that brings the passion, that brings the empowerment and the confidence to do things and to be a role model for other people that is able to really shine through when it's representing something that's aligned. So recently in my business, I've been shifting to discussing relationships a little bit more, and I'm discussing relationships a little bit more from a role model perspective. I'm sharing stories, I'm sharing examples, I'm sharing bits and pieces of things that have happened in my life and in my marriage and my relationship that can hopefully teach other people some things. And like, we can be an example for other people. That's my six line showing up. I have been married for a while and I've been with my husband for eight years now, eight years of kind of being in this two line energy and really focusing on my body. That means that I've had to get comfortable with 
unconsciously letting my emotions through. And that means that I have to make space for my emotions. I've had to decondition a lot around emotional expression, specifically in my relationship. I've worked with the specific channels there. I've worked with connection chart a bunch, but that was a really big deal. I had to learn how to trust that and let that shine through without consciously trying to control my emotional responses to things. So it's almost like my mind had to learn how to trust that the emotions that my body was showing without me really being in control was lovable. It was safe. It was protected. It was honored and respected in this relationship. So once that happened, then we've worked on sharing opinions. We've worked on all of the things that are defined unconsciously for me. And when all of those things are in alignment, I'm able to show up and be a role model for other people. But that means that I have to really be in my two line. I have to let myself flow between things. I have to be recognized or like I have to recognize the things in myself in order to share it with other people. Of course, there's a lot of external recognition as well, but a lot of it comes when I'm able to recognize it in myself first. Working with your conscious and unconscious designs, there's a lot that you can do, but I really love prioritizing my body. I really love prioritizing that unconscious design and I don't really get too caught up on the types. I mentioned Manny Gen versus projector body, but really I'm focusing on the centers. I really focus on what centers are defined, what channels are defined, going a little bit deeper instead of looking at the overall type, because sometimes the overall type can be a little bit confusing. But again, trust your intuition, play with it and experiment on your own. And of course, if you have questions, if you are experimenting with it and you have something you want to share, I am available for you. So those are the three questions that are really jumping out at me to talk about today. I went a little bit more in depth than I was anticipating with these answers. So I'm really excited to have probably a monthly episode answering these questions. And it sounds like we're probably going to be going pretty deep into these answers. I hope that this was exactly what you were hoping for. I hope that you learned something and thank you very much for tuning in. If you want to share that you're listening and you want to tag me on Instagram, I always love seeing your breakthroughs, seeing the notes that you have, anything that you want to share is always very appreciated. I hope to see you in the next episode.